The offseason disrespect for Carolina basketball and football is very real, and it's very all over social media. You've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. So I got some bones to pick today. I'm looking at you, Fox College Basketball, and we got to set some things straight. And that's exactly what we're going to do on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Thursday, May 12th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, beat writer for Sports Illustrated's All Tar Heels website, and I want to thank you all for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen, or for those of you watching, your first watch every single day. Please remember that we are free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so please subscribe, like, comment, do all that stuff right now. Make it happen. First things first, I got an update from yesterday. We got something wrong, and I need to tell you how to get it right. So when we, uh, Coach K and I were talking about Simeon Wilcher's um, social media handles, we got his Twitter handle right. It's just his name, Simeon Wilcher, but we actually got his Instagram wrong. And so I want to update that and tell you the right one. It is, bear with me, it's like Simeon, but the I is a one. So S-1-M-E-O-N-2. Just the numeral 2x underscore. Simeon with an I, 2x, or with an I. Simeon with a 1, 2x underscore. Go give him a follow. And you know what? Shout out to our man, Carl Sumopong on YouTube for catching that. Good looking out, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carl. Well, uh, folks, today's show, our title sponsor is Bet Online, and so the show is brought to you by our friends over there at Bet Online, and they've got you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts, and you know what? I need to apologize again because Bet Online, you're in my crosshairs today too with some of your uh, college football early season conference standings, and so we're gonna come for you. But as I said, the first offender, the chief offender, is college basketball on Fox. Uh, that is the Twitter handle, CBB on Fox. And uh, we got we got some stuff we're going to have to work out. Also, as I'm looking at the video, I just realized I'm wearing my high school colors today. Uh, we got some navy blue going, a little yellow. Eagles Landing High School on the south side of Atlanta, Stockbridge, Georgia, McDonough, Georgia. That's where I'm from. I doubt there's anybody watching right now from that part of the world, but if you are, go Golden Eagles. What is up? Okay, so let's get to it with Fox. Let's get all this straight and... Uh, and uh, and then my conscience will be clear. Hopefully, I'll be feeling better. So, College Basketball on Fox put out today their um, title odds for the 2022-23 basketball season. And uh, just as it should be, North Carolina is right. No, they are not right at the top. I'm sorry. You know who is at the top? I'll give you one guess. The Duke Blue Devils. That's right. So, let me give you their, their top 10 odds to win next season's national championship. You ready? Duke at plus 1,000. UNC, Kansas, Kentucky tied at second with plus 1,100. Uh, that puts Gonzaga and Houston tied for fifth at plus, plus 1,300. 
Following them, Arkansas and Baylor are tied at 7th with plus 1,400. Uh, UCLA, ninth plus 1,600. And Arizona, plus 1,700. For those who, I, I don't keep up with a ton of betting stuff, but that just simply means, like, Carolina is plus 1,100. So that means a standard $100 bet. If Carolina wins a national championship, you would get $1,100 back. Um, you don't have to bet $100, but that's the ratio. So that's what all those numbers mean. Okay, this is insane and this is ridiculous. There is absolutely no way that you can defend putting Duke at the top of this list. Like, seriously, we're, we're just going to let them win the offseason again and, and give them all their trophies? Well, yeah, because that's the only trophies they're getting. Uh, Duke just, yes, they finally won a regular season ACC championship this past season. Congratulations, you did it. It's been a minute. But that's all Duke does essentially recently is win the offseason and nothing else because they're trying, they care more about winning recruiting battles than they do winning on the court. I guess that's my hot take of the day. Duke cares more about winning recruiting than they do winning basketball games. Let's say that. But at what point do we stop giving Duke the benefit of the doubt and putting them at the top of preseason lists, whether it's the ACC or, in this case, the entire nation? No, absolutely not. Let's, let's look at this. Look at it with me in terms of last year's national championship game. Or not national championship. They didn't make it that far. Carolina and Kansas did. In the final four game against Carolina, Duke played seven guys. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Here they are. I'll name all seven of them for you. Paolo Bancaro, Mark Williams, A.J. Griffin, Wendell Moore Jr., Trevor Keels, Theo John, and Jeremy Roach. Well... If they're, if they're the best title odds to win this whole thing, then they must be bringing a lot of those seven guys back, right? Uh, let, well, let's look at it and figure that out. Because surely they must have a lot of guys coming back. Paolo Bancaro, nope, gone, NBA draft. Mark Williams, nope, he's gone, NBA draft. Well, A.J. Griffin, no, A.J. Griffin, gone, NBA draft. Wendell Moore Jr., gone, NBA draft. Trevor Keels, currently in the NBA draft. Theo John, gone. Eligibility, he's out of it. Jeremy Roach, hey, there we go. Finally, we found one of these seven guys who's coming back. And yeah, to be fair, he was our starting point guard. Not the entire season, but won the job from Trevor Keels along the way. So Duke returns one of the seven guys that were in their rota season. And we're going to just go ahead Fox College Basketball and put them at the top of the heap with the best odds to win the national championship? What are you smoking? In what world does that make any sort of sense? Listen, yes, I can recognize that Duke, once again, has a very talented crop of freshmen coming in uh, for John Shire's first season at the helm. But at what point do we realize college basketball Illuminati that that young talent doesn't win championships. You have to have experienced talent. Talent alone is not enough. You need experience and you need talent. You need experienced talent. Does Duke have that? Absolutely not. Outside of Jeremy Roach. 
man, if only North Carolina could could get back some experienced talent next year, maybe they could leapfrog Duke in these standings. Oh, well, I wish somebody was coming back for the Tar Heels. But, uh, oh, wait, they are. They're bringing four starters back from a team that beat Duke two out of the three times they played last year. But no, that's fine. Let's let's just go ahead and put Duke at the top of these rankings with Carolina and uh, who was it? Carolina, Kansas, and Kentucky all right behind them. Is Duke going to win a bunch of games? Absolutely, because they do have all this talent. But I can almost guarantee you they're not going to win the ACC regular season. I can even more guarantee you they're not going to win a national championship. Because, especially in this era now with a bunch of guys coming back with, with NIL money being a thing, there's a lot more talent that is returning to college basketball than we've seen in any season recently. So yeah, Carolina's bringing back four of their five starters from a team that beat Duke. Again, two out of three games, not to mention the the rising up of guys like Dontre Styles, DeMarco Dunn, Puff Johnson, uh, Justin McCoy, all these guys that are going to have even more experience, not to mention the four talented freshmen coming in. Uh, I mean, it's just, but sure. Let's put Duke at the top of the heat. Now, could Duke theoretically bring back some of these guys that have declared for the draft? Absolutely. Once they go through the combine. I mean, you've got till June 1st. Right now, it's only May 13th. So you've got about 17 days to pull out and come back. But these odds are not based on guys coming back. These odds with Duke at the top are based on what we're seeing right now with one of those seven main rotation guys coming back. I just don't understand it, and I can't comprehend how you, in good conscience, could make this decision. Duke will absolutely be good. Yes, there's no denying that, but they should not be on the top of any list. And and hear my heart, I'm not even saying that it has to be Carolina. Carolina doesn't have to be at the top of this list. I could live with Kentucky, for example. They're returning the National Player of the Year and some other talent, bringing more talent in. So sure, put Kentucky above Carolina. I don't care. I'm just saying it shouldn't be Duke. And I don't even care, again, if Carolina's at the top of the heap, but Carolina should certainly be ahead of wherever it is that Duke is on this list because they're going to be a better team. Might Duke be more talented? Perhaps so. That remains to be seen. But the Tar Heels are going to be better than Duke. But here's the thing, I'm not even done with Fox Sports yet, with Fox College Basketball. We're just talking about the teams. We haven't even gotten into the whole coaching aspect of this, not to mention another social media thing that co- that Fox College Basketball did with the coaches. And so we're going to talk about that. I promise we're going to get to it. I want to talk about that too. But first, let me tell you a little bit about our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of the MLB season. They've even already published their odds uh, for the 2023 Final Four, and 
Thank goodness for you, Bet Online. They put Kentucky at the top of this heat with eight to one odds, with the Tar Heels and Arkansas right behind at ten to one odds. So, okay, at least somebody is sensible in this world. Thank you, Bet Online. That's one why you're one of our wonderful sponsors on this show. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. Again, please remember that here on Locked on Tar Heels, we are your team every single day. I personally, you might know of another um, daily North Carolina show out there. And if so, I'd love to hear about it because I haven't found one. To my knowledge, we're the only show doing it. And that's why I love what we get to do on a daily basis. And so very seriously though, if you know of another Carolina daily show, please let me know in the comments or, or on Twitter. You can DM me, whatever it is, so that we can find out more about that. For those of you watching on YouTube, would you make sure, by the way, do comment. Um, talk about where you think Carolina or Duke should be in these rankings and who you think should be at the top of it. Make sure you also like while you are listening. Now, let's get back to uh, railing against Fox on college basketball. You remember last offseason? Hubert Davis is coming into his first year, right? And there's a lot of skepticism, we'll say. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknown. What will Hubert Davis do? We don't really know because he's never been a head college basketball coach at the, the varsity level. Yeah, he had coached Carolina's JV team and, and done some other things, but, but he was stepping into it. Here's what I want to know, Fox College Basketball and others. Why on earth isn't Duke and their brand new head coach, John Shire, being treated with that same scrutiny as Coach Davis? Why isn't John Shire being met with the same uncertainty this summer as Coach Davis was last summer? So not only has Duke lost all this talent, but they have a first-year unproven head coach with less head coaching experience than Coach Davis had last summer. So why is Coach Shire getting the benefit of the doubt? Hubert Davis sure didn't. Hubert had more life experience. Not to mention that coaching experience. He's older. He's been an analyst at ESPN for many years. He's been an assistant coach for longer than John Shire has. No, I was going to say, maybe he's even been an assistant coach longer than John Shire's been out of school, but that's not true. Like, it, it just doesn't add up. How can you lose that talent, have this first-year unproven head coach, and put Duke with the best title odds? None of this makes sense. I'm just going to keep hammering this home. If you recall last offseason, everybody's making lists of, like, who who's going to be the first the best first-year head coach at any school. And there's lots of options, lots of people that are getting talked about. Hubert Davis was either nowhere to be found or really low on those lists. Uh, I saw there was a thing CBS uh, put out, and they, they do like an anonymous coaches survey. And the question was, who's going to be more successful five years down the road from now? John Shire at Duke? or Hubert Davis at North Carolina. Now, we've still got four years to go in that, 
but the early returns are in, and Hubert Davis made the national championship game in his first season. So um, your turn, John Shire. Go ahead and live up to those expectations. <laughs> no. News, news flash. Spoiler alert. It ain't happening. Duke's not making it as far as Carolina did last year. Come on. Now, let's continue with talking about Fox because not only did they roll out this title odds for 2023, the day before, they had rolled out a question. They said, who is your 2022 coach of the year? As you look back at this past season, and they had four options on that list. And certainly Hubert Davis was one of them, right? You look at everything he did, the way he brought... I'm sorry. No, he wasn't on that list. Here's who was on that list. Mark Adams, Texas Tech, first-year coach. Tommy Lloyd, Arizona, first-year coach. Bill Self, Kansas, won the national championship, brought a great team together. Love that. Sure, let's get him on the list. Ed Cooley, Providence. Providence had a great year. They had a great run. So... I know that coach of the year is is an arbitrary thing. Like, what are we voting on? Is it what you did versus the expectations? Is it Bill Self, you won the national championship, so you're coach of the year. What what is it that we're going with? Well, I I don't know what your your metrics are, but if I'm looking at a coach who in his first season brought together a group of guys that only some of whom were his recruits, and worked with him to help figure out tinkering through the course of the season till he found the magic touch. And then they rode that all the way to the national championship game and were 20 minutes away from winning that thing. But sure, uh, we've got some other first-year coaches on this list who were, who had great seasons. Texas Tech, Mark Adams, what a phenomenal job he did. I've got a lot of in-laws who graduated from Texas Tech, and so I want to be very careful what I say, because they love Texas Tech, and I love Texas Tech. I think it's a great school. But uh, Mark Adams couldn't beat Duke in the, in the NCAA tournament. Hubert Davis sure did, and I'm not saying... That, that's the end-all be-all, but if it comes down to nitty-gritty and one team beat Duke and the other didn't? Or how about Tommy Lloyd in Arizona? They had a great year in the Pac-12. <laughs> the Pac-12. I know the ACC got dumped on this year. The Pac-12 is a joke. Like, Gonzaga would come in and run that thing every year. And so, yeah, Arizona had a great year. They had a lot of great talent. Um, came out of a season where they hadn't played as well. But Arizona didn't make much postseason noise. And I know it's not all about postseason noise, but we got to look at the entirety of this thing. And and Ed Cooley and Providence, like, sure, they had a great season in the Big East, but cool. Like, I, I just, how is Hubert Davis not on this list, Fox College Basketball? You have Duke ahead of Carolina on your 2023 title odds, and you don't have Hubert Davis on your list of who was the best. Like, Hubert Davis doesn't have to win the award. It's the same thing. Like, I don't say Carolina has to be on the top of that list. They just should be above Duke. And I'm not saying Hubert Davis has to be voted as your coach of the year, but he's not one of your top four candidates? Come on, man. That's ridiculous. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, we got to get off of this basketball stuff. I've been haranguing on this too long, and I want to move on <laughs> to why I'm mad about football now. So, it's not just the basketball team that's getting dumped on this offseason or not respected. It's also 
uh, Coach Mac Brown and the football team. They're they're not getting love too. At least this time it's not from Fox. Um, but it's from our dear friends at Bet Online, and so we're going to talk about that in just a second here. But here's a couple ad locators first. Okay, so earlier this week, Bet Online put out their conference odds to um, win um, conferences for the upcoming 2022 season. All five of the major conferences. Before we get to the ACC, I'll just give you the teams that are at the top of the other four. Big Ten, I'll give you five seconds to guess who it is, and then I'm going to say it. One, two, three, four, five. It's Ohio State. Ohio State is um, predicted by Bet Online to win the Big Ten at one to two odds. Um, for those who don't, again, keep track of, of betting things, that means if it's one to two, if you bet $2, it yields $1. So that's not a good bet because you like don't make much money back. Uh, Big 12. I'm going to give you five seconds and then I'll tell you this one. One, two, three, four, five. Oklahoma Sooners at seven to four odds. Pac-12. Here we go. One, two, three. They just stole Oklahoma's coach. USC, two to one odds. And then SEC, I'm not even going to give you time to stop and guess. It's Alabama. Woo! Who knew that was coming? At one-to-one odds. So you bet a dollar, you get a dollar. There you go. Now, that's fun, but we're here to talk about the ACC. As you might well guess from... uh, This is like the frustration episode for Isaac Shade, and I apologize. But sometimes it just boils over, and I just get mad at the lack of respect that Carolina gets. And and we got to talk about it. So... Um, let's look at the ACC. Um, Tar Heels at the top, right? No, absolutely not. It's Clemson. Clemson is picked as the title favorites for the ACC, uh, because that's what we do every year. Uh, remember Clemson last year? No, not so much. Okay, well, Carolina's not first. They gotta be second, right? Oh, try again. I'm so sorry. That's Miami coming in at second. I guess John Ruiz is throwing around all that NIL money. That's why we're picking them second in the conference. Okay, finally, uh, Carolina's picked third by Bet Online. Oh, no, sir. That would be your dominant Pittsburgh Panthers coming in at third on these ACC uh, title prediction numbers. Okay, well, then the Tar Heels must be fourth, right? N- incorrect. That would be the team from Raleigh, NC State. Yeah. And then, finally... At fifth place in these uh, preseason um, ranking predictions, the Tar Heels come in at fifth in the ACC. Behind, again, Clemson, Miami, Pitt, and NC State. Now, I guess the good news is you can get Carolina at 11-1 to odds, meaning for every dollar you bet, you get 11 back if Carolina wins the ACC. So that's some good money. Now... Of, of these three disrespects we've been talking about today, Duke over Carolina for the national championship, um, Coach Davis not getting the love he deserves, and being unfairly critiqued while John Shire apparently gets a pass, this is the one of the three that I can, I don't know if I can say I can get behind it, but it's the one I can most understand. Um, think about what Carolina is bringing to the table this year. Not Sam Howe. So that's a thing. Um, you've got two very capable quarterbacks, but the nation doesn't really know about them yet in the way they knew about Sam Howe. You've got a brand new offensive line coach. Um, you've got a brand new defensive coordinator bringing in a brand new scheme. And so as the nation looks in and looks on to Chapel Hill, there's a lot of unknown. 
lot of uncertainty other than um, Mac Brown's the head coach. So that's pretty helpful. I don't know. But um, aside from the unknowns, you've also got the, the last year of it all, right? Um, Carolina has these huge expectations coming into the fall 2021 season and didn't live up to those. We've talked before about all the intangibles and reasons why, and so we don't need to rehash that right here and right now. But when people look back, they see, oh, this team underperforms. And so they're going to do that again. So let's put them at fifth in the conference. Sure, that makes sense. We'll do that. But keep in mind the project, the, the trajectory that Carolina had just a year ago. They overachieve in Mac Brown's second year in, in the 2020 season, make it to the Orange Bowl, and have this great season. And then obviously they lose a lot of players, um, a lot of NFL talent, and then you get back to this year. A lot of injuries on the O-line, and in other places, Bo Corrales isn't around to help offset Josh Downs, and um, Ty Chandler is great, but you don't have the two-headed backfield with, um, you know, Javante and with Mike Carter, and then the defense is just, um, there's a reason there's a new defensive coordinator. And so all of that, the unknowns and and the last year of it all, I I can understand the national disrespect for the Tar Heels and, and giving them the fifth best odds to win the ACC. But fifth place? Like, I can understand not being one, maybe even two, but fifth? Come on. That No. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know how else to, to say it more clearly than that. The Tar Heels are better than the fifth best team in this conference. But go ahead, sleep on them again. Because you know what Mac Brown's been doing? He's bringing in he's been bringing in competition at every single drill at practice. Uh, the Tar Heels are bringing in a a new defensive scheme with Gene Chizik that is just going to go knock the crap out of people. Not to mention some of these uh, the transfers coming in recently, like Legend Cavazos. You pair him up with with Storm Duck on the outside, and you got Tony Grimes. All these guys coming in. Ridiculous. Let's make all that happen. So sure, go ahead and sleep on Carolina. Let him sneak up on you. That's where Mac Brown and his team probably want to be this year because he talked about, Coach Brown, all the, you know, they got a little fat and happy last, last year coming in. And so now they are coming and they are hungry. They're behind NC State on this list. Remember that NC State game? Thanksgiving weekend? Payback for that. Uh, remember that Pitt game last year? So close, so close. Pitt's third on this list. Carolina has some things they can do. But they, they do. Here, here's the thing. Let's not be foolish. They got to go out and prove it now. They got to go show like, hey, yeah, there's a bunch of unknowns. But we're going we're gonna to surprise you a little bit. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. But this is not the fifth best team in the conference. They are better than that. And they're going to have to prove it. And they will. I fully and firmly believe that. Okay, you guys, I am so sorry. I feel like I've just dumped my angry truck on you today. Uh, but things get me roiled up. I'm a, I'm a very laid back, even keel guy. But come on, enough is enough. Let's start nationally respecting the University of North Carolina Tar Heels for the ballers that they are on the basketball court and on the football court and everywhere else. Thank you. 
This has been the uh, Isaac Shade Speaks Truth Power Hour uh, with your good friend, Uncle Nathan Isaac Shade, coming at you on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels, which, by the way, is now coming to an end. We are at the, the conclusion, the finality of today's episode of the show. As always, please go and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. For those of you watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and like and comment. Would love to hear some of your thoughts about all my frustrations today. Talk me off my ledge. Why should I feel better about these than I do? I, I need some help, clearly. Um, and so that would be helpful. Also, go subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's a free and available everywhere. You can, as always, follow the show uh, on Twitter at Locked on Heels, and you can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Shade, spelled I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. Thanks so much for making this your first listen today. Coming up on tomorrow's show, our guy John Garcia Jr. joins us. We're going to talk about uh, Carolina's new defensive scheme and a little more about Legend Cavazos. John had an interview with him this week, and so we're going to unpack that a little bit as well. And now let me encourage you before we sign off to make Locked On ACC your second listen. Get all your daily ACC news in less than 30 minutes, free and available anywhere you get podcasts. Well, thank you, as always, for spending part of your Thursday talking Carolina sports with me. And I want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel, even when the rest of the world can't see it and doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> Until tomorrow, peace! Peace!